0: with Safe Start. On the agenda today, winter preps. You might be thinking, wait, this guy lives in Phoenix. Well, that's true, but I travel all across the United States and Canada. I'm hoping most of the time when I'm traveling to dodge storms during those winter months. Sometimes Mother Nature shines on me and sometimes she does not. Winter in terms of safety is primarily about not losing your balance, traction, or grip and preparing so you you avoid the frustration that freezing temperatures can bring. I was out training a power company in the line of fire of a nor'easter and they canceled training for 3 days. When that power company shuts down, you know you're in for a mess. Or you might have heard me talk about how safe start safe christmas. I'll talk a bit about that in just a minute, but I've just become somewhat of a reluctant expert on the subject. Now, I can't possibly cover everything you need to know to face down old man winter. So I placed a few resources from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Also, with the price of home-eating oil and butane or electricity at an all-time high, many are rightly interested in safe alternate sources to heat their home. You'll find a CDC link as to how in the show notes as well. I've also included in the show notes a link to FEMA, where you customize winter tip sheets for your employees. And taking preventative action is your best defense against having to deal with extreme cold weather conditions. By preparing your home, car, and family in advance for winter emergencies, and by observing safe precautions during times of extremely cold weather, you can actually reduce the risk of weather-related health problems. All right, so things to do in preparation for winter. Start off with having your furnace system and vents inspected by a qualified technician and to confirm that they're uh, functioning properly. Also, get a chimney inspection. Before you use your fireplace or wood stove for heating, have that chimney or flue inspected and cleaned by a professional. This step can prevent fires in chimneys, which along with other wood-burning devices actually account for 18,000 residential fires each year. So don't forget to check the batteries in your carbon monoxide and smoke detectors and also keep an emergency kit in your home, which would include non-perishable food, water, flashlights, extra batteries, a first aid kit, extra medicine, baby items, of course, if necessary. Now let's talk about preparing your car. Now make sure your tires have enough tread and check the air pressure for winter driving. Lowering pressure can increase grip on the snow, but driving on the pavement at higher speeds, it actually causes the tire to overheat. So for recommendations, check with your local tire experts. And if you live in an area that allows studded snow tires, remember, there is a season for those. Check your municipal, uh, your, your municipal websites for regulations. Tire chains are a good idea for most if you've never used them before now is the time to practice putting them on versus fumbling around with them on the side of the road in a major storm something i like to do is keep your gas tank full i mean if you get stranded you've got enough fuel as a source of heat you replace your windshield wiper fluid with the wintertime mixture (laughs) I absolutely remember driving through Oklahoma with my wife a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I pretended that that snow and sleet coming up my windshield was like driving in, I don't know, hyperspace. But ironically, it kept sticking to the windshield, and I didn't have enough windshield wiper fluid, so I had to pull over in the middle of that storm. And of course, why was I driving in that storm? Well, at the time, I wasn't, uh, well, I couldn't afford a hotel, and I felt like that's what I had to do. And sometimes that's what you feel like you got to do. Last two things to do for your car, check antifreeze levels and have the radiator system serviced. And finally, equip your car with an emergency kit that includes water and snacks. Some of the things we talked about before, but also include first aid kit, uh, blankets, flashlights, extra batteries, and even maybe a a portable cell phone charger. And don't forget to pack those emergency flares. Some things you could do to prepare your family. Now, check the air temperature and wind chill factor before engaging in outdoor activities. I remember those late evenings in Illinois, and I remember my dad specifically talking about, you know, it's 10 degrees outside, but he also would follow it up. But the wind chill factor is like 15 below. He would always add that, and I would never forget it. And when you went outside, it didn't feel like 10. It felt like, well, 15 below. And so when you're participating in outdoor recreation, if you do that, take a person or a friend or a buddy and also carry a cell phone. Uh, Dress in layers of light and warm clothing, like keep your hands and your feet and your head well covered. You also might want to invest in a waterproof like non-skid footwear for your family. Now depending on where you live, you may also need to think about removable ice cleats as well. Now avoid overexertion when engaging in outdoor tasks like uh, shoveling snow. Take breaks when you feel tired or strained, you don't want to have that heart attack in the middle of winter. That reminds me, long time listeners of Safe Talk will recognize the name of Dr. Robert Cannon. You know, Doc was kind enough to produce for us how to avoid ergonomic injuries when shoveling snow. And so that link is also in the show notes and you have Doc's permission to share it with anyone you like. You may even want to train your employees with that video. Also, if you've got pets, make sure you remember to bring them indoors. And if you cannot bring them inside, Provide adequate shelter to keep them warm and make sure they have access to water. Sprinkle like cat litter or sand or salt or even some kind of ice melt mix on icy patches and also be prepared for an emergency. You've got to know the signs of frostbite and hypothermia and know when it's time to seek emergency help. If numbness or pain doesn't go away, that means it's time to get help right away. That's, that's your Christmas jingle for the year. If the pain doesn't go away, it's time to get help right away. So preparing your home for winter takes some effort, but many of the best measures are easy and free. Use these home maintenance tips to create a winter home maintenance checklist so you can spend those cold, warm, uh, cold days warm and cozy. Like leaks and drafts coming in through the cracks in the walls, doors, and windows, they can help prevent proper heating and, and actually increase your energy bill. If your energy company doesn't provide a home energy audit, conduct one yourself. And here are a few ways to seal those leaks and drafts. Put caulking, foam, or weather stripping around moving doors and windows. You could actually use bubble wrap or a window insulator, and that's a kit, to seal up those windows you won't be using. You can add a storm door to reduce heat loss at the main entrance. You can also install insulation in your attic to prevent sealing heat loss. Perhaps you want to replace poorly insulated doors made of wood with an ENERGY STAR rated door like steel or fiberglass. Cover your mail slots and pet doors with insulation or heavy towels. Keep that warm air in, cold air out. Use blackout curtains on your windows. Keeping those around and open during the day, that'll let sun in, of course, and then closing them at night will keep that heat in that you've already captured. Now, if your home has ceiling fans... You should switch the blade rotation with the seasons for the best results. Yep, most of you probably don't know there's a switch to reverse the rotation. I didn't know that until I saw my brother installing those fans. And so with most ceiling fans, the blades, they should have some counterclockwise in warm months and pushing that cool air down. But in the winter, switching the blades to clockwise rotation on the lowest setting can actually push the warm air in the room down from the ceiling to keep you warmer. And you can reverse the rotation by the switch on the motor and if your fan has a remote you might be able to find a switch on the remote if you don't have a portable generator at home now might be the time to go buy one generators can keep your home warm until the power company can get you back up and running and if you live in a home with a radiator <laughs> i know those sounds in the movie elf Anyway, freeing up the space around your radiator can also help keep, like large furniture, get that out of the way. Keep that from absorbing that heat that was meant for your family to absorb. You can also prevent heat loss from leaving your house through an exterior wall by putting aluminum foil behind the radiator to reflect that heat right back into the room. And a floating shelf placed strategically above the radiator can can also keep that hot air from moving up to the ceiling too fast. Just make sure you don't place anything on the radiator itself. If your heating system can't keep up, consider investing in a space heater. Just make sure you're using it safely to avoid a fire. I know we've heard many, many stories about you know, those kinds of uh, place heaters that are going in, and of course the, the heaters that are intended to be outside were intended to be outside because of carbon monoxide. Don't forget, keep those outside. So cold weather, it can do a number on your home. And you don't want to have that to clean and repair after winter. Instead, add some basic winter home maintenance to the checklist and complete it long before the cold takes hold. Insulate any exposed pipes in your attic or even in your basement to prevent them from bursting or freezing. I will say this, living in a trailer when I was a kid, one of the things I got a chance to do is go underneath the trailer, pull the skirting and wrap those pipes after they've been frozen and get them to clear out. Never forget it. Just kind of coming back to that whole, let's proactively get that stuff out there now. So make sure your sump pump works properly if you've got a basement and there's nothing clogging the exterior drain. Keep your gutters free of debris and ice and snow, which can actually pull down your gutters because of weight. And turn off outside water faucets and pipes. Clear the lines of water and insulate them to prevent water leaks in your yard. So trees surrounding your home, they can also cause severe damage to your house and even cause you to lose power. The weight of snow after a storm can cause limbs to snap or bring the entire tree down on your home or even your power lines. So before it snows, make sure you remove any dead limbs. All right, so if you've hung around long enough, let me tell you how Safe Start Save Christmas. I was actually doing a two-day class up in Loveland, Colorado, which is about 50 miles north of Denver. And the safety director comes walking into the classroom, and she basically points at me. She goes, hey, you need to pack your stuff up and get out of here. (laughs) Well, I said, why? What's going on? She says, you didn't do anything wrong, but follow me. So we walked out of the hallway and stood next to this, basically this curtain. She goes, we're expected to get 120 inches of snow. And that's the worst blizzard in the history of the state of Colorado. It hadn't even happened yet i said really how bad's it going to be so <laughs> she opens up the curtain it was pitch white and so i pack my stuff up and now typically driving to denver from loveland takes me about an hour this time it took me three and a half hours but that's okay i had plenty of time to get down there and so i got into the airport and here i was staring at all the departure screens and of course most of you might think that they were canceled or delayed I had a little bit of hope. I was thinking I was going to get out of there because a lot of flights on the screen said on time and departing. Some of them even said boarding. And Sure enough, I blinked and in slow motion before I got my cell phone out. um, All those flights on the screen switched to canceled. So I was getting ready to dial my wife, but I was interrupted. I got a tap on the shoulder. It was a ticket agent and he's flipping through a spreadsheet. He goes, Mr. Page, it looks like I'm not going to be able to get you home until Tuesday, the day after Christmas. Now, a lot of you out there probably have a couple of choice words you would probably mention at that point. And if I was still in the United States Marine Corps, I have no idea what I would have done to that guy. But I uncrossed my arms. (laughs) I put my left hand in my pocket. turned around, looked at the guy, considerably shorter than me. And I said, well, hey, get me out of here as soon as you can. If there's anything you need from me, let me know. Well, he took, he took a step back and goes, wow, that's the nicest thing that anybody said to me all day today. And I said, well, look, I can't expect you to go outside and turn that snow off. He said, you're right. Did you have to learn that? Pause for effect here. I had to think about that because now I'm confused. What's he talking about? Learn what? And I explained to him back in 2002, and this storm was happening in 2006. Most many of you remember from that area. I met a gentleman named Larry Wilson. Many of you know him as the author of Safe Start in 2002. It was in Mesa, Arizona. Of course, we don't get any snow down here. But Larry was actually presenting a keynote presentation. He made eye contact with me and he said, You got to learn to self trigger on the state. And he actually said out loud, You got to control the state before it takes control of you. You know, that kind of stood out to me, but I was a bit skeptical. And I walked up to Larry after that, and I said, hey, Larry, that uh, self-triggering state, what is that all about? And he explained it a little bit, and I said, it just sounds like common sense. He actually hit me upside the head with some verbal um, destruction. (laughs) He actually said, "Is common sense, common practice where you are. And so I was a bit skeptical still, but it started to kind of filter in. And somebody on my way home cut me off. And cut me off on the freeway. And I typically would chase that person down and let them know how I felt about their driving behavior. And so in this instance, though, I actually threw up the Hawaiian Hawaiian Shaka sign to that person and said, hey. And then I internally said maybe they didn't see me. And I slowed down. I can't believe I slowed down. I don't know where that came from. And so I called Larry and I told him about that story. And he said, you actually self-triggered. You actually had a tactic you deployed what I would refer to as let that person have the lane, and that's okay. And I explained that to that ticket agent. So it's just, it comes back to me every single time. And if you remember the last episode I recorded, you probably remember the rest of the story. And typically from a story perspective, I would foreshadow this story, but since we're talking about winter preparation Do you want to be at the top of the list or at the bottom of the list when you go out of an airport, when you either have a delayed or a canceled flight? Trust me, I know. I've been at the bottom of the list before. So on Christmas Eve, I heard my name on the uh, public address system. I got up to the ticket counter, and I saw this guy in line. This guy was kicking the wall. He was flipping people off. He was cussing at the ticket agents on the other side of the counter. I said, oh, my gosh. What's wrong with that guy? I whispered over the counter, and the ticket agent that helped me out on Wednesday, and now it's Sunday, he says, hey, that guy's been like that all weekend long. We just had to take his ticket away from him because we couldn't let him like that on the airplane. Oh, wow. As I responded, I said, remind me to never make you upset. And the guy said back to me, he goes, as a matter of fact, you were the only nice guy to me all weekend long. By the way, we just recently freed up a ticket this morning, and I wanted to give it to you. I took the ticket in my hand. I said, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what to say. Merry Christmas. He goes, yeah, Merry Christmas. I said, where did you get this? He said, see that guy right there? <laughs> I actually took the ticket in my hand. I said, hey, do you think I should thank the guy? And he goes, please don't do that. Anyways, I uh, I got home on Christmas Eve. I was able to spend time with my family, um, came home to Phoenix, flew out to Illinois where my wife and kids had already took and taken off from Phoenix, and the rest is history. But, uh, yeah, never forget it. And since that point, winter preparation, I know. I've got to go to Colorado this winter. I've got to go upstate. i got to go to Canada. I know I've got a lot of stuff going on What's going to bring me into the winter. and Trust me, if I get to the airport, I know. I want to be at the top of the list. That's another preparation story for you. So that's it for today. Don't forget to check out those resources that are down in the show notes. And please do me a favor. Make sure you share this podcast. And until next time, I'm Tim Page-Botter or safe talk with safe start. We'll see you down the road.